Hello everyone! Welcome to Capes and Japes. Boy, it it sure it sure is November. <laughs> it is it is so dark and so cold. I'm very sorry. I know, it's very tragic. La I think I think we recorded early last week. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I I'm still I'm still not used to uh it being so so very dark at recording time uh but here we are um we're here we're getting through it and uh we're going to talk about some comic books in these these cold and dark times <laughs> can i offer you a comic book discussion in these trying times <laughs> that is that 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 is the pretty much what we are offering we we have been offering it consistently so i hope it is what you want in these trying times because we are going to keep offering them uh so talking about some x-men uh the 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 never-ending well of x-men a renewable resource the pot overfloweth with x-men Yes, yes, famously. Um, we did uh, throw a dart at our X-Men dartboard recently, uh, and then I decided to do the Stepford Cuckoos first, but that dart did uh, come up on Josh Foley, uh, Elixir, who is uh, a Foley actually... artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, wouldn't that rule of your X-Men power was just making really good sound effects? <laughs> your name is Josh Foley, and, like, people are like, ah, a mutant. And you're like, wait, this is a mutant power? People can just do this normally. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was just kind of normally good at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can make a sound like the footsteps. People can just do that. Yes, but yours <laughs> is a mutation. <laughs> wild every everyone who is capable of making very good sound effects is a mutant actually as it turns out they're all x-men now they're all x-men a team of only sound effect themed x-men and they have to solve all all of their superhero problems by making very convincing sound effects at the bad guys okay this but whips actually imagine imagine in all the X-Men comics, if there was, like, one X-Men on the team that their mutation is just making very good sound effects and all the, like, comic book sound effects, that's just them. Oh they're just, like, in, they, they're just drawn in the background, just, like, with their hands cupped around their mouth, like, what? <laughs> they have to say snicked so many times. <laughs> just, it's just, Alex and following Wolverine around just snicked, snicked, snicked. They're like, I've decided that the sound that should make is snicked, and Logan's like, I guess. All right. Um. It, in in reality, it's silent. It's it makes a si no noise at all. It's a silent process. It just happens. But. Yeah. You can't see him, but he's always there. The f the Foley. <laughs> Not Josh Foley, that's a different guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> the X-Men codename Foley, which, very confusing. Yes. When you think about it. Extremely, just really throws a wrench into everything. <laughs> Foley, Somebody, not you. Somebody's like, hey, where's Foley? And they're like, like, Josh? Elixir? Josh, Josh Foley? Or like... Fully. They're like, fully. And it's like, oh, right behind you. Oh, oh my goodness. I, he was following me. That's what those footsteps were. <laughs> he walks completely silently, but makes footstep sounds with his mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy shit. Um. Otherwise, well, now completely Well, I just mute. want to talk about. <laughs> only does, only makes sound effects. Like. Yeah. That. <laughs> like like a like a very fun version of a kenku. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um okay. Well, 
Now I want to talk about this made-up X-Man instead of talking about Josh Foley. If we remember um, by the time December's uh, bonus episode comes around, maybe we'll make up an X-Men. Make up a whole entire X-Men. Uh, I'm writing it down. Being... Alright, thank you. For the time being, we um, can talk about this existing X-Man, Josh Foley. No relation to Foley art. Um, X-Man codename Elixir. Who is uh having having a bit of a moment currently. He's uh very relevant to the current state of X-Man affairs. So you know, good good for him. Um we talked about Josh a little bit when we were talking about uh David Prodigy, because they're Part of the same, like, X-Men class uh, introduced in the same series, and they have a long-standing friendship. Initially, they enemies-to-friends arc. Incredible. Um, Love to see incredible. it. Incredible. Yes. But so, uh, Josh was introduced in 2003 in the, uh, the... 2000s iteration of New Mutants, uh, which focused on Danny Moonstar uh, recruiting a new squad of uh, New Mutants uh, for the Xavier Academy, which included David, uh, Sophia Montaigne, Kevin Ford, uh, Laurie, I, Laurie Collins, is her last name, um, and, uh, later Josh, um, but when Josh is first introduced, he is a member of an anti-mutant group, one of many, many anti-mutant groups called the Reavers, um, he, uh, is not aware of his powers, uh, at first, he's like a he's a teen who's <laughs> been recruited into basically a cult. Um, you hate to see it. You hate you you hate to see it. Um, and they have a run in with some of the uh, the Xavier students, uh, including the new New Mutants. And when one of the other Reavers is injured, uh, Josh instinctively heals him. Oops. And realizes that he does, in fact, have, uh, mutant powers, which he initially, uh, tries to hide and, uh, deny to the other Reavers and himself. But he ends up, uh using them to save the life of Laurie Collins, a wallflower who is severely injured uh, in this fight that they have with, uh, with the Reavers. And the Reavers see this, are like, you're a mutant, get out of here. And Danny is like, hey, um, so it seems like you're a mutant. <laughs> uh, we did actually get, you know, a kind of Cerebro-like update that there was a mutant here, and it seems that's you, so, um, do you want to come back to our school and, you know, we can help you, uh, deprogram from this militant anti-mutant-like cult you were a part of? And initially, uh, Josh, uh, brushes her off. Um, goes home to find that his, um, parents don't want to speak to him anymore, and there are a bunch of, like, other Reavers waiting for him at his house, uh, who beat him up, and he reluctantly heads back to the Xavier school, tries, <laughs> tries to write his parents a letter explaining this, and then they show up, and go, 
we are literally legally disowning you, uh, and Danny Moonstar is your legal guardian now. Um, Wild. Yeah, pretty whack. Pretty, uh, pretty rough time for this young man. Uh, and unfortunately, he also doesn't fare super well with his fellow students who are, um, you know, I'd say somewhat understandably, like, not too stoked about the idea of spending time with someone who was in a group of people who wanted to kill them. Um, he's like, he is, and Josh, like, to be fair to them, Josh is not doing a lot (laughs) to redeem himself. He's still, like, pretty, like, abrasive at first. Um, he is paired with David as a roommate, uh, when he first arrives, and both of them hate it. There's some, like, some, like, somewhat heavy-handed, like, David being, like, oh, like, like, me, like, rooming with an, a former, like, you know, member of an anti-mutant group is the same as, like, me rooming with a former white supremacist. Um, there's a lot, I, I read some, some of this new mutant stuff. It's, it's not very subtle. (laughs) Um, I, I will say, I will say that. Um, he starts for a little while, he's hanging out with the sort of, uh, like, mean kid squad, um, that will eventually become the Hellions and sort of the rival group to the new mutants, uh, in the school, but they, uh, turn on him, uh, when they learn that he used to be a reaver, and, uh, David and the other new mutants actually, like, intervene and get them to back off, and then, you know, they're friends, there's a a tentative friendship is formed, um, that's our shitty little brother. You can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. Um, there's also this um sort of troubling thing. Um, so Rain Sinclair Wolfsbane has um lost her powers for reasons of I don't remember what they are. <laughs> um. And she, uh, shows up, uh, to see Danny, and Karma's there also, uh, and she's had this, like, whole, like, kind of, like, like, punk goth makeover, and she's got, like, you know, like, cool, like, platform boots and, like, fishnets and stuff, um... And everyone's like, whoa, because they were, like, talking about her beforehand because Danny was like, oh, Rain's coming by the visit. And everyone's like, isn't she, like, some, like, Catholic schoolgirl? And now they're like, whoa, she's cool and edgy now. Um, And Josh immediately has a crush on her. Um, Rip. Rip. (laughs) Um, Every time this happens, I'm like, She's gay, and then I have to remember that for some <laughs> godforsaken reason, Comics Rain is not textually gay. <laughs> Every single time I forget that Rain is not canonically gay in the comics. Like, look at her! Just look at her! Look at, like, the way that she's written! <laughs> God. Oh. Um, I feel like Every time there's something where it's like, like, Rain will come out at some point as a lesbian because some writer will be all like, hey, it's kind of messed up that we've had her, we've been writing her as into dudes for this whole time. Just look at her. Like, look at her, though. And then, even there's gonna be, like, you know the, like, Willowa, Miloba, uh, solidarity where... closeted lesbians and closeted gays just date each other because they're like ah same trauma yes yes it everybody that she has dated if they have not already come out they're gonna be like oh rain's out well 
Might as well come out. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if she can do it, I can do it, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, God. Uh, so this, um, somewhat troubling little arc. So Josh, um, goes and, like, is hanging out with Rain when she's, like, you know, she's, like, at a a bar or something. He, like, sneaks out to go talk to her and they have this, like, conversation where they're talking about how she's, like, actually, I'm glad I don't have my powers because... Uh, being a werewolf was messed up and Josh is like actually I think that you miss having them and the reason you're like you know acting out now is because like you needed the wolf as like an outlet for uh your you know your your darker impulses um I don't he doesn't he doesn't phrase it he's a teenage boy he doesn't phrase it exactly like that but Sort of. And Rain's um, just like, wow, rude. Yeah. Um, they, um, and Rain comes to realize that, uh, he might have a point. Uh, they kiss, um, and then unintentionally, um, due to Josh's healing powers, um, he brings Rain's powers back. And she turns into a wolf on the spot and attacks him. Um, And Laurie is able to uh, intervene and uh, scare Rain off. And has been sort of like sadly pining this whole time because she's had a a crush on Josh uh, ever since he saved her life. Um, But Josh is badly injured. Uh, and in the infirmary, and David gets the idea that if they can wake him up, then he can use his powers to heal himself, um, and I'm assuming that doesn't go well. I mean, it works. Um, it, it does, it does work with some effort, but he, uh, ends up with like, metallic gold hair and skin, um, which is never entirely explained why. Um, I mean, it's a good look. It's, because it's a great look. It's, like, maybe a secondary mutation. Um, Danny suggests at one point, like, maybe he did it subconsciously because he wants to be a golden child. Um, (laughs) And it just got turned literal. Um, maybe it's just because it looks dope as hell. Maybe. Say. Maybe it signifies character growth. He's no longer afraid to be a mutant, and therefore he is outwardly expressing his mutation. Yeah. Who knows? Um, uh, so he uh, starts going by Elixir. Uh, at some point, I think, I don't know if it's, it's while he's injured or if it's later, um, at some point, Hank, uh, mentions that Josh is actually, uh, an Omega level mutant who has the ability to, like, exert total control over, like, any living thing's molecular structure uh or like biology but he's only used it for healing so far because he's inexperienced with it and he hasn't you know really unlocked his full potential like all 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 teens yes as is the case with every teen ever (laughs) um so he uh joins um the like the the unofficial friend group that had been the new mutants is officially organized into like a new mutants team um Josh starts going by elixir he also um rain gets a job at the school as a teacher and Josh is still interested in her and rain at first says, no, I'm a teacher. We uh, cannot date. 
Um, Makes sense. Joss, yes. Um, and then they end up still dating for a little bit, secretly. Um, Rain. Hey, Rain. I know you've made a lot of bad choices in your life, but this one's really, really shitty. This one is quite bad, Rain. Um, it doesn't, like, it doesn't last very long, but it doesn't last very long because Rain sees him, like, hanging out with Laurie and, like, getting dinner together. And it's like, yeah, that's, like, correct. He should be dating a teen. And this is not, like, this should not, this should not have happened in the first place. But, um, Rain ends the relationship, um... As she should have done a long time ago. As she should have done from the beginning. She should not have kissed this teen, for starters. Um, uh, Kevin Ford uh, with her, who is, uh, was like there at the start of the New Mutants. And then he like runs away for a little bit because his powers are um, scary. And uh, as you could guess from codename Wither. and then he comes back, and then I think he's back on the New Mutants, and then he ends up switching to the Hellions, and then later on he's evil, and then he dies. Um, Rip. But, yep, sorry, Kevin. Uh, he is also interested in Laurie, and he overhears one of, like, Josh and Rain's conversations, um, and ends up, like, revealing it to everyone, um, and then everyone on the New Mutants gets upset with Josh for it, <laughs> which is not the correct response. <laughs> um, including, like, Laurie tries, um, gets upset with Josh, tries to make him jealous by using her pheromone powers to make David kiss her. Also bad. Also um, bad. I mean, I know that teens are, like, not really taught consent consistently, um, but you should probably know that that's not a good idea. You probably shouldn't do this. And then they have, like, like, Josh and David end up getting into a fight about it, um, and then, you know, things sort of, uh, settle down, um, and Josh and David apologize for each other. And Laurie forgives Josh, which I don't know that she should have to do. It does not say at any point whether Laurie apologizes to David for pheromone kissing him. Um, but it's truly, truly a mess. Um, teens. Teens. Um, they, they do the important thing is that the teens end up reconciling their differences, even if probably some of them were being kind of unfair about it. <laughs> but they, uh, they work, they work their shit out, um, just in time for House of M to happen. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, it's great. Um, Comics so- are just like, oh, you worked your shit out, did you? Oh, I bet you're ready for this then. Yeah, watch out. Um, so Josh obviously has been developing his powers. Um, at one point, like a bunch of the X Men like faculty get uh killed uh or almost killed by um the uh the da- the danger. The danger room, you, you, the danger room when she turns into into a a, a lady robot, you know. Um, no, that, but yeah, that sounds so this thing, very X Men. It's ex- so at some point, the danger room, which is a like training room that the X Men use to you know project like different simulations it's like, yeah it's like the hollow deck if you've watched, yeah, a, exactly. watched a star trek um it's like that um the danger room gains sentience 
um, and builds itself a robot body, which okay. looks like a, a sexy lady robot. Um, Interesting. Yes, and wants revenge against Charles Xavier for being a room. I don't, I, I read this in Astonishing X-Men and I don't remember what she wanted. How dare you make a computer program? What? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, but she attacks a bunch of the X-Men and seemingly kills or nearly kills them. Um, and Josh is able to bring them all, like, back from death or near death. So he does, he does have the ability to do, like, a lot of very intense healing. Um, I love that for him. Shortly after, yeah. um, Truly, every every group needs a cleric. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shortly after House of M, Emma makes the decision. There's 27 remaining students who have powers, and Josh is one of them. Um, This, again, there are so... This is really statistically out of whack. (laughs) I feel like. Like, you're... There's 198 mutants left, and... 27 of them are in one place. (laughs) 27 of them are students at this school. Not even people, just specifically students of the school. Um, no, I, no, it's not, like, I know that they get, like, students from all over the world, but, like, no, I don't believe it. That's, Um, like, almost 14%. Yeah, like, that doesn't make any sense. But, as we have established this before, the the math is all wrong. (laughs) The math Um, does not check out. The statistics are completely out of whack. Josh is one of the uh the mutants who still has his powers. And Emma makes the the decision that uh everyone who lost their powers uh should leave the school for their safety cuz you know a lot of stuff happens at the school and they don't have powers to defend themselves anymore. D- ironically, uh the bus full of the depowered mutants who are leaving is uh bombed by William Stryker. Insult um, to injury. Yeah, truly. Uh killing pretty much everyone on board, including Danny, I think. She she comes back, it's X-Men, but Well, do they all come know. back? It's X-Men. It's X-Men. Literally, now now more than ever, at this specific point in X-Men canon, you can pretty safely say literally any X-Man who has ever been dead is alive now. (laughs) There's like a list, and they're like, oh, shoot. Do we know where this guy's body is? (laughs) We leave it in Um, a different dimension? God damn it. God, all right, we'll, fi- we'll Ileana, we can figure can something you, out. Ileana, can you, like, go <laughs> find this guy? Thanks. Thanks. We love you. Um, so Josh tries to, you know, save everyone and bring them back to life, but he's too late, and he gets extremely upset about this and takes it, uh, very personally. Um, he, like, he joins, like, the new X-Men group that Emma forms out of basically whoever's left, um, and he, like, uh, gets distracted during a training session and, like, accidentally, like, uh, hits Colossus. He, uh, he's, he's really, um, He's really not doing good. Uh, and then he goes and has a conversation with Laurie where Laurie's like, I don't like you being on, um, this X-Men team. You know, it's like Emma's making it all about violence and your powers aren't about that. And Josh is like, well, I, I need to do this. I need to get stronger. I need to be able to save people. Like I couldn't save everyone on this, on that bus. And then, 
one of uh, Stryker's henchmen shoots Laurie and kills her. Um, my g- oh, really? Comics, yeah. comics, comics, baby. Is this like during the conversation, like they're having the argument, and this guy's just like, "Ha bang bang," and she, he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> from what from what I could tell, it is during the conversation. Oh, terrible! Um, maximum drama, maximum terribleness. I love um, I love thinking about that one post that said that comic books are soap operas for nerds because <laughs> it's so true it god it really is um like i can hear the like young and the restless like theme song in my head and then like it opens on them having this argument and then suddenly she's shot like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it fits it fits um somebody should film that like what if i'm sorry what if uh-huh. what if there was hey disney plus i have a great idea <laughs> disney plus i have such a good idea please do an x-men tv show for the ones that you have the rights for and like just do it in a soap opera you know just it'll work full out entire soap opera just please like i know that's not your quote-unquote audience but like but it would be good it would be so good it would be so good please make it just for me i would love that (laughs) there's there's enough characters there's enough drama like you could make a soap opera just out of like the logan scott gene stuff (laughs) and then everything else that's going on Come yeah. on, it's mm, chef's kiss. It it's truly God. Um, X Men, the, the um, soap opera. Quote parentheses co- for nerds. For nerds. Um, the uh, it doesn't uh, it doesn't get any less dramatic. Um, but it only gets more comic booky. Uh, because when uh the X Men. Uh, find Josh with uh, Laurie's body. Logan tries to pull Josh away, and not 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 aggressively, but just like, oh, come on, just, kid, c- you know, come on, kid, you don't um, you don't have to be here, you don't have to see this. Come on, let's go get you some counseling. <laughs> yeah, um, and Josh grabs Logan and uh starts causing like like burns and like blisters to like appear on his body and he's fine because it's logan um but it's like uh (laughs) uh-oh um and uh later on when uh striker starts properly attacking the school properly he already (laughs) killed an entire bus he literally blew up a bus but he's like now Phase two, after I blew up that whole bus. Step one, um, blow up an entire bus. Step two, kill one girl. Step three, <laughs> attack the school. <laughs> I'm evil genius. Where's William the Stryker. logic? Where's the logic? I don't, don't ask. I don't want to understand this man. Um, so Josh, after everything that he's been through finds Stryker and uh, uses his powers to, like, send his body into organ failure and kill him. Um, And when he does, his his golden skin turns all black. (gasps) Drama. Drama. Um, And uh, he is... He's edgy now. He's edgy now. Um, he's also catatonic for a little bit. Um, whoops. Whoops. Uh, but he's, uh, eventually, um... Fellas, you ever kill a man and then black out? <laughs> literally, literally black out. Uh-huh. And also metaphorically black out. Uh-huh. Um, 
he, uh, eventually he's kind of, uh, Hellion helps to talk him out of it. Um, he's able to use his powers to heal Laura Kinney, and his skin turns mostly back to gold with some black sections that kind of grow and shrink and move around. It depends um, on how much he feels like doing a murder. Yeah, exactly. Or, um, you you never want to run into Joshua Foley when he's like 51% because you know it's yeah. just right over the edge and you're like, hmm. I was going to ask you to do me a favor, but I'm just going to go. Yeah, I don't think so. Hey, man, do you need, like, a stress ball or something? Like, a snack? Water? (laughs) Like, can I Um, I get you anything? You good? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk, buddy? Um, He, uh, even after he's not entirely catatonic, he's still not doing too hot. Um, the Stepford Cuckoos are able to enhance his powers by, like, they telepathically absorb, like, everything that Hank knows about, like, anatomy and physiology and, like, transplant it into Josh's brain. Um. I guess. So he, yeah, so he can use his powers more accurately. Um. It does make him, like, pass out for a little bit, but then he's fine later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he's, he's still, um, he, he's still pretty bummed. He's pretty upset about his, uh, extreme trauma, um, and, you know, the, the dark turn his powers have taken. Um, he, uh, helps the other new mutants, um, when they're in limbo, he saves David's life. Um, he still doesn't feel great about himself. Um, he has like kind like Kitty comes to check on him, and he's just like sitting like silently in the dark in his room, and she's like, "Uh, hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, champ." Um, yeah, and he's like, he's like, you know, I, I control life and death, like. I'm, what can't I do? And Kitty's like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go have a chat with some of the other teachers real quick. <laughs> um, We're going to get you a therapist, hun. Don't, don't worry. We should have already had one on staff, honestly. We, really, we needed that when I was here. Um, We needed that for a long time. Uh. He does start dating another, um, student, uh, named Loa, um, who's very cute. Um, he is, uh, he joins, uh, X-Force for a little bit. Um, he sees Rain again. He, uh, helps Laura, uh, after she gets infected with the legacy virus. He encounters a (laughs) lot. He has encountered pretty much every single iteration of the uh bog standard x-men plot (laughs) what if there was a virus for mutants um hey there's a new virus uh can we get like hank or elixir down here okay thanks (laughs) one one of those guys whoever's closer i mean like josh would be better but (laughs) He would have to physically be there to heal everyone. <laughs> yeah. Hank um, could probably, also, like, synthesize something. Actually, if we could get both of them, that would be great. <laughs> um, while he's on X-Force, he, uh, they get dispatched to fight, um, Celine, who, Wither, is now a, uh, henchman for... Um, and they, Josh and and Kevin, uh, face off, like, Kevin says a bunch of stuff about how he was in love with Laurie, and it's Josh's fault that she's dead, and Kevin would have been able to protect her, um, and, uh- What were you gonna do, Kevin? What would you have done, sir? (laughs) Um, but, uh, Josh, uh- turns into a uh, black elixir 
dark elixir, um, and it, like, is, basically disintegrates Kevin when Kevin tries to disintegrate him. Um. Oh my god. God, I know. These teams uh, always trying to disintegrate each other. You can't, you can't freaking stop him. Um, he leaves X-Force. Um, there's a period where he's, like, stuck in his, like, black form and he can't heal, but I think that's resolved off-panel. Um, <laughs> he just comes back like, yeah, I had a really good session in therapy and I can heal now. I'm like, oh. Oh, therapy, huh? Interesting. Um, he is sort of like, uh, he pops up a couple times. He, uh, like, joins a group called the Utopians, who are just living on Utopia after everybody else has left. Um, he, like, kind of steps away from X-Men stuff, and he starts volunteering at a church, and then, uh, the church is attacked by another anti-mutant group, but specifically one that hates healers. Literally just, like, really, really hates mutant healers. Are they, um, like, are they, like, shitty doctors that are worried that they're gonna be out of a job? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that they're all gonna be replaced by mutants. Just, like, not even all mutants, just one mutant. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, fuck that guy. Like, he can heal you, what, with his hands? I have to use a scalpel? I have to use medicine? I studied and put myself in debt and he can just do it? Fuck that guy. <laughs> and fuck that somebody's guy. somebody's like, hey, we can do something about that. And they're like, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna do something about it. The fuck? We took an oath. <laughs> do no harm. It's like our whole thing. And it's like, yeah, but I'm a really shitty doctor. <laughs> I do harm. Um, he, uh, so this church is attacked, um, a bunch of, uh, you know, the, the other regular people there are, like, injured or killed, um, and when Josh tries to, uh, heal them, uh, this group shoots him, uh, and he's seemingly dead, and he, like, they bury him. But apparently nobody's like, hey, he'll probably come back to life because of his powers. So he, like, regenerates in his grave. Like... Terrifying. Horrible. Like, Buffy or Dean Winchester. I think that's happened to both of them. It's happened to a lot of people. It There was this whole thing, like... In, I want to say, the 1800s, where people were just terrified of being buried alive, because it happened, like, a couple of times. <laughs> it, you know, I'd say, in that case, a couple is enough times. Yeah, no, I remember one story about, like, this town had a, um, like, weird... They, like, we don't even know exactly what illness it was now, but there was, like, a weird illness that, like, shoots through you in a couple of days, and then it puts you into a deep coma, and then after a couple of weeks in the coma, like, you come back. But doctors back then are like, oh, this woman's dead. We got a barrier before the winter comes. So they buried her. <laughs> And then more people started getting sick, but because the ground was too hard to bury them already because winter, uh, they just kind of, like, sat around. And then when they, like, came back to life, everybody's like, oh, fuck, that first woman. Oh, shit. Oh, no! <laughs> so they exhumed her body and um, they found evidence in the coffin that she had woken up in there. And everybody felt really, really bad about it. Yeah! Um, and as such, it has become a, uh, people were, like, obsessed with the thought that, like, they would be buried alive. This is where, like, all of the things where it's like, oh, the little breathing tube, the little bells mm -hmm. in graveyards that if you wake up in your coffin, you can, like, hold it. One dude, like, invented a coffin with, like, a viewing panel so that, like, people could see his face 
from above ground. So, like, oh he's down in his coffin and, like, people above ground can, like, look in. And eventually it got, like, way too, like, condensation got in there and you weren't able to see him anyway. But they're like, yeah, no, he was definitely dead in there. <laughs> um, we, like... <laughs> we all checked. We triple checked. But it's become, like, a horror trope. I don't know if for that exact reason or if that just, you know, added fuel to the fire. But, yeah, no, it's wild and it's really interesting. <laughs> this This has been a very historically informative capes and japes episode (laughs) i bet you don't i bet you don't listen to this podcast expecting to hear cool things about like 1800s funeral history but here we are you want to know where i learned it where weird ghost shows (laughs) (laughs) thanks weird ghost shows where they're like done it again one of them, the basic premise of the show, even when it's not ghost, is just, hey, you want to hear something weird? And I'm just sitting here like, I do want to hear something weird, actually. And they're like, here's a story about a woman who they thought was dead, but she actually got buried alive. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for this spooky story. This will stick, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Here we are. Um. Anyways, Josh Foley after regenerating in his grave, is really at the least stable he has ever been. Um, Fair! Yeah. He starts, like, um, tracking down this group that attacked the church and killed him, and just, like, basically, like, repeatedly killing and resurrecting them. Um, hey, Josh. Um, yeah. Uh, you should. Hey, you Josh. should go. You should call your therapist. Actually, you should really call um your therapist. And then Magneto finds him, and Magneto's like, "Hey, um, you should actually come help us with this uh other new mutant virus that's going around." And uh, Josh is able to uh save the mutants there. Um, but, like... Well, at least he wasn't like, I I don't do that anymore. I'm all about revenge now. Well, he saves the mutants there, and then the, like, like, the use of his powers to save everybody causes him to, like, snap and start, like, attacking, like, the human medical personnel. Um... And, uh, Magneto's like, okay, okay, alright, come on, come on, we're getting out of here. Um, so he's on, um, he's on the Brotherhood of Mutants for a little bit, and then he also joins, uh, the Hellfire Club, um, and, uh, he's sort of just there, uh, with Emma, and I'm not sure who else is on, on the Hellfire Club at this point. But he's on the Hellfire Club for a little bit. He's got a, he's he's got gold skin again, but he's got a, a fun all black costume. Um, and that was the last uh thing that happened before um House of X started. Um, and in House of X, one of the things is that uh there is a group of five mutants referred to simply as the five whose combined powers are what make it possible to resurrect any mutant uh which is what we we've talked about this a few times now we were just talking about it in our uh big x-men episode but right now all of a bunch of mutants live on a sentient island called Krakoa, and also any dead mutant can come back to life. Um, and Josh is one of uh, the people doing this, obviously, because his powers are uh, very helpful in this. They're like, do it's like a weird, like they're basically like creating like new bodies for like the mutants who died so josh is like using his you know cell powers to like 
initiate this like regeneration process. But uh, that's uh, where he is now is currently so one of the most important people on Krakoa. How? Um, how do they do? Like, what? If, mm-hmm. What? If, what happens if somebody's like, hey? I had a roommate back in college who was a mutant and he died. Can you bring him back? Like, how, how do they, how do they find, how do they make him a new body and bring him back? I, th- I think, I, okay, I can't remember because I was, I was reading some of this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it wrong again and then everybody <laughs> in the Discord is going to very politely be like, Olivia, you forgot how Krakoa works. Um, I think they do need some DNA, but I think as long as they have that, then they're good. <laughs> like, can, like, a telep- like, a telepath take the memory of this person and put it directly into Josh's head and be all like, make that guy? Make that guy. You, just, I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Just like, all right, we're going to start with the people I knew, because I can make them very fast. <laughs> we'll just knock all those ones out, and then we'll we'll keep going. First things first, everybody on that bus that has been worrying at me for a long time, I would feel <laughs> great. I would really just love to get that one sort of off of my conscience. Oh, man. I'm going to send you some memes in Discord that I've been thinking about all episode. Okay. Oh, great. Here. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. I mean, to be fair, uh, by all accounts, it doesn't make sense from Emperor's, Emperor's New Groove. It works for, like, so much of comics and like all of the x-men but yeah and then i just really love harmacy that's that's it that's that's josh foley's character arc (laughs) harmacy harmacy (sighs) good good incredible thank you for teaching me about josh foley I'm You're glad so I'm glad I'm glad the dartboard hit this boy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for hitting you with a dart, Josh. Um He'll be fine. I'm also sorry uh your life has been such a mess, but I'm glad that you're doing well for yourself now. Also, do you need like a phone number for a therapist? <laughs> I really think I really think you should get one of those. Hot take. I don't think it's necessarily a hot take. All <laughs> <laughs> extremely, extremely room temperature take. <laughs> oh, so many like there. There needs to be just in every single comic book. <laughs> there needs to be at least like one panel that's like, ah, oh, shit. There's an emergency. I gotta cancel my therapy appointment. I'll be right back. I gotta call my therapist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, a thing came up. I'm so sorry. Can I, like, call you when I'm back? Or, yeah, all right, no, I get it, I get it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just shoot you a text when I'm back, and then we can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes, so that, um, we can, we can allot some time if I need it. Okay, thanks. You, you have a good one, too. Okay, bye. Yeah, no, I'm good to go. All right, let's go. Let's go save. What planet is it? All right, cool. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone's like, holy shit. You can just get therapy? <laughs> They're like, what? Like, it's hard? Oh, <laughs> God. Um, I, um, I did not read any new comics this week. Um... I know that the first issue of Robins uh, comes out, I think, today when this episode airs. That's what I have in Um, my calendar. Hey, look at that. 
But I, um, I think uh, comic shops right now are having, uh, they're going through one um, they're, with they're supply going lines. Through it. So if your comic shop doesn't already have it, uh, just talk to someone and be all like, hey, uh, do you know when this one's coming in? <laughs> cool, thanks. Um, there's also another uh, miniseries that started this past week. Oh, is it the was- Robin and Batman? Drawn yes. by Dustin Wen. <laughs> yes, it certainly is. Um, miniseries about um, the early years of Dick Grayson as Robin, drawn by Dustin Wen. So, um, I guess I'll die. <laughs> um, I totally, I did not realize that was coming out. I thought it was going to be later. So now I have to go find it, um, and read it and feel things, and then also read Robin's can feel other very similar things. <laughs> um, so can't can't wait can't wait for that. Yeah, I believe it came out uh-huh. last week. I haven't been yes. to the comic shop. Um, I went to the comic shop the day before Robin and Batman number one came out. So no! that was that was my fault. But I did I did read um Human Target number one and I am very intrigued. Um I love I do love a comic that like you're at the end of it and then they do like a pa- like twelve day twelve, day eleven, day ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, and then like they start from the beginning mm. after that. I'm like, ah, oh, uh-huh. thank you, Tom King. This is this is good to me. A little a little <laughs> backwards preview. Anyway, um, I'm interested. I wanna, I, I wanna know the murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see it. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep reading that. I did, I did pick up Dark Dark Knights of Steel, but I haven't read it yet. Because mm-hmm. I have been deep in packing. Honestly, Human Target, I just read like 10 minutes before recording. Because I was like, I do want to talk about this if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I gotta put it away once I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Moving is bad, actually. Why do people do this? Why can we not... Why can we not live in the same place forever until we die? Just pick a place and stay there. I was built to live in a cave surrounded by my horde and never go anywhere else. And, like, maybe fight off a knight every once in a while trying to steal my horde. Like, (laughs) truly. I was not built to take all my stuff from one place to another. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I believe in you. Thank you. Ugh. Um, but I think, I think that's all, I think that's all for, for today. Um, thank you for joining us. If you want to see us, uh, if you want to see us online, um, <laughs> you, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and or Facebook, um, to see us post new episodes. Those are all at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server uh, that you can and should join. It's cool. It's a fun place. You can post selfies and pictures of your pets and uh, these. Um, D- Briar is sharing the memes <laughs> that they sent me. Um, so all, all, all of the above. Um, we um, have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content, watch things, help us pick what we talk about. Um, you, uh, we, what was it? Oh, if you can't support us on Patreon, <laughs> I just short-circuited for a minute. It's if all right. If you can't support us on <laughs> It's okay. Now you just have to go and, like, attack Charles Xavier for giving you sapience. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, 
If you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to support the show uh, anyways, leaving a rating and a review is a good way to do that. Uh, telling a friend about the show if you think they would be interested in it. And just uh, coming back and joining us, just as you have done once again today. So thank you for being here for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, snick snick. Oh, Foley's here again. <laughs> as always, episode ending sound effect. <laughs> <laughs>